We're back to yet another Tuesday uh, of the current review, Central News Live. My name is Thompson Ratu, a.k.a. The TT. Coming from the TT hookup, I am joined, as always, by my brother, Tebza uh, Tebogokozi. Uh, yeah, man. The, from, the, from the podcast, the Answered Podcast, you know. Uh, the, the independent analysts, uh, the one who throws in uh, some unexpected and sometimes very uncomfortable questions, but needing <laughs> of answers. Tibbs, <laughs> uh, my brother, I hope you're well. No, I'm well, my brother. I'm well, you know. Yeah, Today I'm... we're focusing a lot on uh, uh, the, the, the expectations from this year's State of the Nation Address uh, by the president uh, in the National Assembly, the joint uh, houses of the of 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 our of our parliament, and uh, for this particular discussion this morning, we have been joined by a a a a young veteran activist. Hey, I I think I needed to do that to say that young veteran uh, activist in the field of. Uh, lobby and advocacy for development uh, you know enterprise development uh, youth development and a, and a whole range of other socio economic issues uh, his 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 uh, you know his his activism ranging from the province of the free state throughout the country though uh, his name is Tsidiso uh, Tinane uh, I, I I knew him formerly as a as a was president I think president of the youth chamber of Commission industries some many years ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and now I know that he's doing a lot of things. Uh, good morning, uh, President Tinani. Good morning. Good morning, Tamsang. How are you, man? I am very well, man. You look like you are promoting some political party this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I wasn't. In fact. Um, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be as as politically equitable as as much as possible because <laughs> I I believe that we we are facing societal problems that cannot be solved by one political party. So it becomes very difficult uh, if you are loyal to a certain uh, political party to take that particular stance. But at the end of the day, we are South Africans before we are members of any political party. So the country will always be coming first. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, maybe, maybe before we, we delve into it, Dave, maybe let's let uh, uh, and just just tell us briefly about uh, Team Dynamics. What what is Team Dynamics, and what do you guys do? Okay, um, Team Dynamics is a is a is a, a consultancy that we started seventeen years ago. Uh, it's um, we we are we are in the in the business of what we call business process outsourcing. Um, Meaning that we we are consultants in the in the um, strategy field. Uh, we are in policy review and development, uh, servicing primarily like our biggest client at the moment is the Department of Education. Uh, we are trying to find our way into other provinces like the Northern Cape, uh, um, Southern Gauteng, and the whole of Northwest. I think, and also Limpopo. Dagaru is there doing beautiful work for us that side. So we are also doing um, providing services on people and knowledge management. You know, we are on strategy development. 
we facilitate strategic planning sessions and we we do a lot of document uh, 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 production on on the plans like we're assisting the schools with the school development plans we're assisting the municipalities with idps and all of that that's primarily what we do Yes, that, that, that sounds like a lot today uh, that Team Dynamics does. Uh, but also also today, we're, we're going to be picking a lot out of the personal brains of team, of uh, uh, Tiso, uh, not necessarily his, not necessarily the, the perspective of Team Dynamics on the upcoming State of the Nation address. Uh, to, to begin with, uh, in the detriment, this state of the nation address is a is a yearly program, which, well, as it begins, there like a lot of uh, ordinary people expect that it will be an announcement of immediate programs, which will have an impact directly in their lives, meaning that the president would uh, announce that in the next in the next week there will be a thousand jobs in the township of Potsabelo, there will be. Uh, so many factories being built in another township somewhere, and so on. Realistically, what should people expect out of state of the nation address? Not just this particular one, but generally, what 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 is it that is announced in that uh, particular address? Uh, I mean, first of all, we just have to accept, uh, be a bit political a bit, and and check uh, the the current ruling party. And it's, it's um, I would say, modus operandi, if I'm allowed to use that word. Uh, first of all, I don't think the the, the, the ruling party is actually formed uh, with a commercial mindset. It's, it's more of a, of a socialist uh, mindset, if I may put it like that, with its programs uh, dominated mainly uh, by, by, by the, 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 the social agenda, if I may put it like that. Like, for instance, you would know that um, to create a balance between between the 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 the, the commercial and the social sector agenda um, is critical, especially considering that, uh, in my view, the apartheid government built South Africa is capital investment market. You know our banking system that the whole of the country is built commercially, or for commercial application, not for social application. So if the ruling party then comes now and say, uh, we are going to give people everything, you, you are actually kind of like disarranging the arrangement that the, the, the former regime actually built of this country. You would know that although we are uh, number four in terms of our uh, GDP structure and growth, um, knowing that GDP is just a function of the total economic activity, but we're, we're still in terms of our 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 capital investment market and our you know commercial infrastructure like for instance you can't find any place like Santin and and uh, the other place in Cape Town Canal Walk anywhere in Africa so it kind of like tell you uh, the structure of the economy that we're actually running here now if if you 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 are given a commercial vehicle and running it in a with a social mindset then you are actually causing problems because that's why we find ourselves having like the biggest youth unemployment, you know, uh, in 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 well, one yeah. of the countries in the world that are with the with the highest uh, youth unemployment, which is really unsustainable. So I'm not expecting the president to be saying much with regards to economic performance, number one, because that's what 
was set in 2019, but a couple of years later, we still find ourselves in the same situation and the conditions that we are, we are at a couple of years ago. Well, if I may jump in there, um, yeah. given the fact that South Africa right now is going through an emotional, unstable predicament, if I may put it that way, do you think, Jorge, come the state of the nation address, everything that will be addressed on that particular day will solve the current problems that we're facing in this country? Because if you can look at it right now, I mean, like, uh, we still have crises. There's corruption is still playing a key role, and, you know, petrol price is still up, and we are still being bullied by other countries. So do you think oh, everything that's going to be raised in that state of the nation will get to currently solve the, the emotional problems that we have? If I may call them emotional, because South Africans are quite emotional when it comes to issues of politics in this country. I'm dealing with uh, office politics here, yeah. uh, but we are, we, are, we are okay. Look, the first of all, what uh, when you look at the overall scope, of, of the economics in South Africa, you, you would actually realize that, um, in fact, in the 90s, I think around 1991, 1992, uh, an organization called Black Management Forum uh, was, you remember that the BMF or Black Management Forum is actually formed in the private sector by the managers. I think they were mm -hmm. formed in 1979. They actually picked up to say there's going to be a political reform in South Africa in the next couple of years, of which in 1994 we went for uh, you know, the first democratic elections in South Africa, which were not really comfortable, but we did. And then they, they put together a document called Black Economic Empowerment, which was a plan uh, that was designed by the private sector to find their way around uh, the new South Africa as it, as, as it were. And um, the part of the work that was actually done there was to demonstrate how the country is going to um, to to cruise or maneuver around many many political dynamics, including if you remember in Gauteng and uh, and the KZN, there were violence there between the ANC and Inkat and all of that, which was fueled, you know, by the apartheid government. So the the BE was adopted as an act. It was adopted as an act under the government of uh, Dadu Mandela, and then we, between 1996 and 2013, the 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 BE would have only managed to transform the economy by 3%, only 3%. It meant that 97% were still in the hands of white people. So apart from the fact that, you know, until Mkritama approached the courts in, 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 in Johannesburg, uh, because apparently the money was stolen from the Reserve Bank in 1992. So by the time the ANC government started, um, you know, uh, ruling, becoming a ruling, becoming a ruling party. They, there was no money at the Reserve Bank that we do not even own for that matter because in South Africa, our Reserve Bank is private. It's not, it's not a public infrastructure or public entity, if I may put it like that. So when you talk about the issues of corruption, you know, issues of maladministration and all of that, they are actually fueled by the fact that they are extremely limited resources, you know, and um, the, the, the government is actually finding it, finding it very difficult uh, to finance their what we normally call their social, their, both their social and economic spend, um, which puts the current account of government under an extreme pressure. You know, because currently, assistance, uh, the the our GDP growth is just slightly below below zero percent. I I know is it last quarter, 
of 2023, I think they said we grew about 1% or so. So this is what we call jobless growth because you can't create work with 1% GDP growth. The NDP, the vision for 2030, says that we can be able to uh, I realize those ideals that government set for itself if the economy is growing at an average average of 4% growth. In terms of our GDP, it would be like 7 trillion. And you know that currently we have about 80% you know, debt to, to, to GDP. That is what we are facing right now, particularly because we financed COVID as to why I do not know. So but the issues of corruption, corruption is actually happening within 3% though. <laughs> You know, it's, it's happening within 3%. Uh, there would never be a point where the ruling party would be able to afford the social spend, that is primary health care. They spoke about NHI. I don't even know how is the, uh, you know, NHI going to happen when you can't lose a pothole, when you can't run a, a primary health care facility like a clinic. You know, you can't, you can't uh, maintain the, your own building where you are, you are domiciled. So I, I think the issue of corruption is neither here nor there because... The biggest issue that we are facing right now that I believe that we need to lobby for as South Africans is economic transformation. That's what we need to lobby for. Because if we can be able to transform the economy, it means the 97% that is still trapped in the hands of previously disadvantaged uh, South Africans and the foreigners. I learned recently that 87% of our Johannesburg Stock Exchange, our JSE, is actually owned internationally, you know, and predominantly in South Africa by by so-called uh, white uh, uh, corporate. So b- before we can even deal with the issue of, of, of corruption and maladministration and all of those issues, we, 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 we need to be to find a way to discuss or to open a dialogue on, on transformation of the economy. Because you see, corruption is... We've been discussing transformation for for 30 years almost now. You know, what practical mm-hmm. context do you think needs to be in that discussion around the transformation of the economy such that it benefits the majority of the population? Tell me, hence I said, uh, the transformation of the economy depends on the, the, the political will of the of the ruling party, uh, if I may put it like that. Because when, when you look at the modus operandi, or maybe the, the, what we normally call in our sector, uh, strategic focus of, of the ruling party, it, it is not to, to uh, our ruling party is not commercially driven, if I may put it like that. I will make you a practical example. Uh, South Africa is one of the smallest countries in in Africa. I'm not sure as to whether you are aware. Um, we are we are we are actually. Uh, 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 geographic and geographic spread, right? Yes, yes, um, and and also in terms of the population density, because what, what they are saying was 64 million in South Africa. Out of that 64 million, in fact, I'm looking for economically active South Africans. Out of 64 million less, the 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 the, the newly born, uh, you know, my son is only four, and then he has an ID number, meaning that he's actually on the population register, and then also le- less people with adverse disability and less um, the students, the learners, the elderly, and people with adverse disability. You actually realize that we're seated at around 20 million economically active South Africans, just around there. And then with a with a GDP of although we have eighty percent debt to revenue at the moment, but with a revenue of about between four and seven billion, I mean trillion, there's so much that can actually be done. But the 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 obsession of the ruling party is on the social spend to say that people must rely on the state. We have become the biggest welfare state in the world. 
where absolutely everything that uh, people should be working for is actually provided by the state. You are getting free electricity with these free basic services, child support grant, old age grant. You know, uh, there's another one that is provided by the Department of Social Development. What is it called? Uh, foster care grant. Now they are coming with NHI. They they put up a structure called GEMS. As to why you have to have those things, really, it's, it's not it's not it's not kind of like making sense to me. But what I'm trying to say to you is that. Uh, for 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 us to 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 get to full transformation of the economy, transfer economic transformation is not very difficult because um, the the good part about the ruling party is that they have political power. You know, economic power does not matter. You don't even have to worry about it. The the the, the most pressing uh, you know uh, ideal that I think that the ruling party should actually be focusing on is economic. I mean, it's, it's a political power because if you have political power. You have power to write legislation that can transform the economy. That's where I'm, I'm trying to go. So South Africa, in closing, South Africa in, in hindsight does not have an economic problem. It has a political problem. That's what I'm trying to say. Hmm. And, and, and at this point, Tebza and Tinanine, I think given that the state of the election address is happening in about two days, uh, we I think we are beyond the lobby and advocacy stage of things to be included in the city of the national address right now. Uh, but what do you think practically we should expect uh, in terms of economic drivers there uh, in, in that state of the national address in the national? Oh, um, first of all, uh, you know, I, I think we need to think broader here. And then we need to 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 kind of like be 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 practical and pragmatic with some of the things. You know, these things of sauna and whatnot. Those things, my brother, do not matter. They don't. What matters is the core of the issues that we're facing at the moment. We have the biggest youth unemployment in the country, in the free state, particularly reaching sixty-eight percent. It means within the, the the next, I think, about two or three administrations, uh, and then going with the with the current, you know. Uh, uh, um, how do I, the angle that we're actually pushing at the moment, we might find youth unemployment reaching 100 percent in the next five years. You know that is the issue that we need to be discussing. And then the problems that we're facing as a country cannot be segmented into sonas as to who becomes the president to to give us a state of the nation address. The station, the state of the nation in South Africa is messed up. We're the most divided country in the world. The most divided country in the world, where one percent of the population is running ninety nine percent of the economy. It doesn't make sense. At all, and those things, those issues and dynamics cannot cannot be 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 um, um, uh, how do I put it? For lack of a better word, they, they cannot be uh, put within segmentation of sonas and sopas and all of those things that the ruling party is actually doing. They can't. And then for for, for us to be able to. To, to get to a point where we can say that South Africa is waiting for its people. Uh, recently, I'm, I'm studying politically to uh, um, uh, the, the first one, I'm, I'm studying the concept of international political economy, just to have a broader understanding of access to markets, capital investment into Africa, Europe, the export markets and all of that. I'm, I'm studying that. I'm also studying the concept of a developmental state. South Africa is not a developmental state. I know the ruling party would be pushing that, particularly in the Communist Party. It's not. You can't have, uh, you know, a country where there's so much divisions uh, with the ruling party that is black, but you are you are calling yourself a developmental state. South Africa cannot even look after its people. They can't. Government does not have money to look after its people. 
It doesn't. And you will see in terms of the structure of our economy and the, 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 the let's, let's look at the agenda of local economic development, for instance. You go to one of the smallest municipalities, you get the people that are deployed into, into LED are people that were problematic in, in branches of the ANC. They just deploy them in, 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 in LED. There's not clear you know, uh, agenda from the from the ruling party as to how are we going to approach the issue of economic development. And then economic development is linked to another concept called inclusive growth. The growth of the country is not inclusive. It's, we, we have the mining sector that is currently doing well. I was listening to MoneyWeb uh, podcast the other time and Simon Brown was speaking about the performance of the mining sector, including even in the free state, the remaining mines that we're actually having here, they are generating way beyond 250 billion. But look at the state of the towns where the mines are actually located. And then here we're saying the ruling party has the political uh, you know, power to can be able to write progressive legislation that can transform the economy. But that is, that is not happening. So I don't think it will be fair for us to confine the challenges that are facing the country into Esona. Esona is the state of the nation address based on the activities of the ruling party against their manifesto, which was useless for, for the whole time ever since you know uh, 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 President Ramaphosa came came into 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 being the president of the country. I, I would uh, say Debza, to... Debza, yeah. Sidiso is, is painting a, a whole picture of hopelessness uh, right now. What do you think? <laughs> Do you want my 50% or do you want my 100%? Everything you got, my brother. You know, when 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 you... Kinani raised something very important here. When you are in a situation where you are staying in in the township and I'm not going to say you've been campaigning and one day you get elevated to into a position, the first thing that comes to your mind, how do I get out of this situation and move into the verbs? And unfortunately, uh, currently in South Africa, majority of our leaders that are in position of change and power, the first thing that they did once they took up that office was to think for themselves. And that is why today you're sitting here 30 years later, and you're still finding problems in terms of how do we solve? We can't still be talking about how are we want to resuscitate and, and manage to get economic power from the 1% that is actually in this country. While we had 30 years of doing that, because why? It's psychologically, we are not okay. And I'm going to be honest with you. Now I would say one thing about the state of the nation's address. Everybody who's going to listen to the State of the Nation's address and who's going to go there, they need to go for therapy. All of us, we need to go for therapy because we're not okay. We are going to hear promises because right now, promises have been made. And still till today, when it comes to questions, when you question people about how you promised me clean water, you promised me this, you promised me that, all you get is excuses, excuses. And when you raise your voice, as a citizen of a country to say, but this is what you promised and this is what I'm not getting. You have been labeled as being a problematic person. So is this, is this not an opportunity perhaps uh, for for big deliveries, you know, service delivery issues like deliver on economic questions and so on, given the fact that it's, it's an election year, which may be a very decisive election year uh, yet in our country in the 89. There's a huge difference between being able to deliver and also mm. 
uh, uh, being in a position of promising to deliver. Mm. Because right now, election year, we all know um, all the politicians, including all political parties, they become our friends. All of a sudden, they know how to answer your phone calls. They know how to return your WhatsApp messages. They know how to smoothen and actually talk to you. You know when they need time uh, to go and campaign for them, they'll come for you. But now, come the day after you deliver that vote, what happens? The tables turns around. This is a perfect time for actually for the ruling party, especially the president, to actually admit. I think, you know, the president owes the people of South Africa an apology. Because the term that he's been sitting there, he made promises, he made so many big promises, and majority of those big promises were never delivered. And I don't understand why if you made a promise and you can't deliver, you can't go back to a person and say, hey, I'm sorry, I couldn't deliver you the 10 rent that I promised you, but here's two rent. At least but, then I but mean... Tinani, is that, is that criticism fair, given the fact that uh, President Ramaphosa only came into power when there were big economic problems around the world, uh, including the issue of the pandemic? No, I, I don't think that that would be a very... Uh, honest view of the situation, Tammy, because first of all, we have to remember that uh, we are using a system called proportional representation. You know, we're not like the U.S. where, you know, you are electing people directly. So President Ramaphosa has always been in government for the past 20 years, including uh, during the, the era, yeah, yeah, the former president, Jacob Zuma, he was deputy president. There. So we're going to uh, pretend as if he's a new person, you know, that is coming. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, with a new agenda. The agenda of the ruling party is the same. People must rely on the state. Self-sufficiency is not promoted within the ANC. You know, it's not. And uh, until you solve that particular issue, you are not going to get the issue of the economic economic uh, uh, development and, and sustainability right. Because now you, you have over 7 million South Africans that are benefiting from, uh, from, from our, our, our current account. That is currently under pressure. We don't have a lot of police in South Africa, but, you know, the reports are actually saying that the state is overemployed. We don't have enough people, you know, to work in the municipality to maintain infrastructure, you know, to develop new infrastructure. But why? Because we're only working within a very limited, you know, um, budget that is uh, passed by, by in the medium term by the uh, the minister of, of finance, you know, which, which is really um, not very... So for us to... To say that uh, the promises that were made by the ruling party in the previous administration to this one, it seems like it's segmented. It's not segmented. Ever since 1994, the ruling party has always been ANC. It's not like ANC came in pockets. There was a different one in 94 and different one under Mbeki in 97, and other you know, past presidents of the country. It has always been one party with one agenda to make sure that there's no economic sustainability in the country that's under development and people must rely on the state, young people with skills. This morning, um, one of the TV stations was interviewing the, the, the secretary general often uh, uh, a trade union that represent doctors. O over a thousand doctors are not are, are not employed in South Africa. At the same time, we're saying the rural areas. I was born in in the township. You go to many of the clinics there. It's nurses. There are no doctors. There are unemployed doctors here that cannot get you, their way into the public sector. Why? Because the state cannot save the, their current account. Because there's just too many people that are unemployed. In, in, in economics, uh, there's a concept called... Um, um, 
uh, income per capita. You know, the reason why we lost first to Nigeria, we lost second to Morocco, and then we lost, we lost to Egypt. I think even Rwanda at some point we were number four, number five in terms of, of the GDP structure in the in, in Africa. It's primarily because at the end of the month, Nigerians in Lagos are trading, South Africans are using so, for social grants. How can you give a social grant to a person that can wait? But, but in terms of our revenue generation the same thing as, as yeah. the state salaries or wages to lots of people instead of actually creating enterprises that these doctors should actually be leading because, you know, having went to school for seven years and becoming a doctor and wanting to be employed by the state, isn't that like backward uh, uh, in terms of uh, our functioning? No, no, it is designed by the state. It is designed by the state because uh, you, you, you take um, uh, 250 young people to Cuba to take and other places to study medicine and even China, and then when, when they live here, you don't have a plan as to how uh, those doctors are going to be to be to be deployed, you know, in different areas. You don't, because um, I, I was actually I wanted to, for you to understand it better. Let me finish this point on income per capita. In mm. in in for, for for the state to to generate revenue that will finance its current account, there, there must be taxpayers. That's number one. So when you have a large number of people that are not working, it means that the current account will always be under pressure. Like, for instance, in South Africa today, out of every five uh, people that are working, one is contributing tax, four are benefiting from it. And that is the structure that is perpetrated by the whole party, you know. And then the, the more you can actually broaden the scope and then you allow inclusive growth that actually informs more people becoming part economically active, they are working, they are running enterprises. We, we have uh, more than... Two trillion in what we call development finance institutions. That would be like your 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 I, uh, IDC, your NEF, you know, your CIFA. But the money cannot go out because the state is using um, um, uh, the same policy, you know, to finance Tamsang uh, uh, do on on um, solar farm project using the same uh, legislation that you use for somebody to open an account at Smart Center. Where is the sense here? You know, because there's absolutely no agency on the part of the of the of the the ruling party to deal with the issue of economic transformation by driving our people to the corner for for them to be underdeveloped, to be destitute. You you drive across the country and check each and every single township today will tell you a story of the mindset or maybe the agenda of the ruling party with regards to emancipation of the people economically. So it sounds like we've got a deep problem. Like that statistic that you just did there on a. Five people who are working, one of them pays tax, and then the other one, like the, the one pays tax, and then it funds the the four jobs. That that is the that is a very systemic uh, deep problem, because it means that even these doctors, even if they, they were to be employed by the state, they themselves are now being funded by other taxpayers because they are not necessarily producing wealth or money for the country. Yes, because the, the issue of 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 um, of our economic viability, I will I will call it that, rests on saying. Uh, think about a situation, Tammy, where the government will be saying for the next ten years, uh, we're going to be using wasting money. We are removing uh, um, uh, the, the 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 red tape uh, that actually uh, is a deterrent for many you know people that are running SMMEs to access 
uh, funding, you know, from the DFIs. We have people that are running credible businesses, including yourself. Right? If you say you go to Free State Development Corporation, they are not even asking you to present a business plan. They come with you to say, is this your business? How many people can you employ? I can employ 10. Here's 10 million. Run. Then you will pay after five years. You know, just so that we can jumpstart the economy. Because where we are right now, the ruling party is actually kind of like behaving as if they have arrived. We have not arrived. Somebody said, uh, I think that was in the 90s, I think it was Frelimo that said, Aluta um, continua, um, uh, you know, the struggle continues. Because if, if you have political power, uh, and then you are not able to write legislation that is progressive, that can fast track, you know, stimulate the economy and fast track economic growth, then it would mean that year by year, the more we have the ruling party in power, in the next 10 years, South Africa will be worse than Malawi. You know, that is the current state that we're actually facing at the moment. At the same time, you have uh, 99% of, of what we normally call white monopoly capital, you know, staking a serious claim in our mining industry, agriculture, you know, now even in township economy, you know. And then if it happens that you find one person that is actually making it economically, like uh, Theobala, you started Batu, it becomes something so special to say, yo, one black person actually made it into the mainstream of the economy. We can actually pump thousands of people in the mainstream of the economy, people that are running supermarkets, people that are, are running any material uh, production businesses, people that are in the tourism industry, people that are in the, in the you know, the value chain of agriculture. We can drive a lot of people into the mainstream of the economy. But that is not the agenda of the ruling party. That is what I'm trying to say. The ruling party will not allow uh, a situation whereby they write a legislation that say banks, as much as you can fund uh, uh, a Gulf 7 for about 1.2 million, and then he can pay it off within seven years. Why can't you have a legislation that can actually do the same for, 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 for commercial purposes? Advocate for an alternative a political party now uh, to run our state affairs because really the the, the ruling party is is an absolute uh, failure in his words. Uh, is that the sense? Is that, is that am I getting the correct sense from Siriso? No, no, de definitely no, no, Tammy. Uh, that that is not by 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 a stroke of an imagination what I'm saying. Uh, okay. Let me make you an example. If you study history of the French people. Uh, there was a, there was a, a, a French Revolution. You remember where the the, the king of of uh, France was removed. He was not removed by political parties. Was removed by the people. You know, because when when you talk about political parties, you are talking about systematic, you know, model that is put in place. Because we can get Tami uh, Tami to 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 be a candidate. Because right now our electoral uh, laws in South Africa allows for indiv independent candidates to stand, you know, for, for even for the provincial legislatures, I think even for national. And then immediately after you make it to be the president of the country, you are able to draw a majority of votes. People are going to take you to Switzerland and England and other places where you are going to be brainwashed to say, Man, there's nothing that you can do for black people. Allow the state was poor to remain. There's not even a single mine, even a single mine that is actually owned by the people from from the the areas where the, the mines are domiciled. In Belcom, the, 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 all the mines in Belcom are, are owned either from from London or from from Switzerland. The same thing applies in the Tarib district and in, even in Pesleta. You understand? So you you can actually see here that uh, for for you to 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 get to the the agenda and the story right. 
it it is not another political party that's my view because immediately you form a political party it's going to be structured you know the ruling party is in their approach if you are approach it means that there might be people within the party that are driving the agenda that is negating what the party is trying to do and you can't even know who these people are there are people that are benefiting from the state tenders massive tenders they hate the ruling party I know a couple of them who, who comes to me directly and say, look, we don't like the ruling party, we just want tenders. You can't be able to be able to identify these people because your mindset is, is actually at the wrong uh, place. Because if 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 the agenda of the of the ruling party was commercial sector, you know, other than social sector, then you would be able to pick up or maybe to even develop legislation that is supporting, you know, your, your vision or ideal with regards to issues of economic transformation. That's what I'm trying to say. But in closing, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that we need another political party. The same ruling party can work if we can lobby it to change its strategic vision. Yes. This thing of social grants and allow yeah. people to work. If you work, you can look after your mother. You can look after your younger sister, you know. You, you, we don't have to have this, the state that is a mother here that is looking after everybody. More than 80% of the young girls that are receiving child support grant, they are ready to work. You know, over 90% of them, they don't have any physical disabilities. No, and to add on, to add on top of what Tinani is saying, it is possible because the only thing that we need to start doing is feeling sorry for ourselves because what the current ruling party is doing it's making people feel sorry for themselves. And that's why you find South Africans sitting down and don't want to do something. And they just want to receive on a silver plate. And that's how, unfortunately, things don't work. We need to create an environment where opportunities and skills are being utilized to develop the economy of this country. And I can tell you now, confident that 90% of South Africans, especially the Black African uh, South Africans, they are prepared and willing to dedicate their time in order to transform this economy by coming in and being part and parcel and working hard for it. So to be honest, the only thing that the ruling party must do in order for them to, 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 to be in power and actually to sustain and correct all the mistakes that they have done in the past 30 years is by one thing, apologize to the people and open up the market. So, um, what does opening up the market mean, uh, CISO? Um, look, they are saying that we are a free enterprise society. You know, in South Africa, we don't have limits as to the, the amount of money that you can actually raise. You can register multiple companies. I know some of the people uh, who are directors in more than 100 companies. So, the issue of the commercial structure is not a problem. It's sorted. The only thing that needs to be fixed is the focus of the ruling party with regards to how they view uh, issue of of uh, uh, um, commerce in the in the in the country uh, because if you still have a, a ruling party that believes that people must rely on the state although you have multiple challenges of state capacity you know you you have municipalities in the free state i don't want to mention them by names that are absolutely not commercially viable at all there's one municipality called Naledi that was closed and integrated within Mangaung, I think, and, and even Kahib at some point, because there was no industrialization in that place. There was agriculture was bad, you know, affected by global warming and, and other, you know, climatic conditions that, you know, uh, uh, caused the, the commercialization of the agricultural sector. There. So there are young people that are living in those places like Vepenar, Benstad and Stres, and, and the best of, with absolutely no commercial activity. And it's, it's business as usual for the ruling party. It's not a problem, 
you know. So the issue of free enterprise market, free enterprise market, by the way, uh, the, the approach is waiting for the for white people. Look at what uh, Shoprite Group is actually kind of like generating right now. The biggest retail group in the in, in the whole of Africa. There's a company in Cape Town called Ceres. They are now exporting apples as far as Dubai in the in the in the Emirates and other places in the world. And these are the South African companies. There's a company in Bloemfontein that was formed not so long ago in Tawanju called Itawu Milling. The company was very small when we were growing up. Right now, it's one of the fastest growing, you know, ag agro-processing companies in the sub-Saharan Africa. They can never be black. They will always be white. There are four cooperatives. I think it's Senvest, OVK, uh, VKB, and what is this other one? Serenity that is operating uh, in the in the in the cattle cattle farming sector. Those are the biggest uh, sub-Saharan uh, you know companies that are actually growing right now, as we speak. They can never be black because the 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 the, the, the hope of black people is the ruling party. If the ruling party says no, don't start an enterprise, we won't fund it. You know, be unemployed and get old or get diabetes so that we can give you a grant for that. You can't build a viable economy. I'm not sure whether I'm getting to you, uh, the guys. No, no, no you are. To, but in, in closing, in the interest of time, um, I, I want us yeah. to I want to give us a to just a closing piece on what is Team Dynamics uh, uh, doing in the next uh, few months? Uh, how do people get hold of you uh, for consultations for all the work that you do? Okay, we are we are available on social media. On Facebook is Team Dynamics, just like this. <laughs> Uh, and the, people can actually like me uh, on on both my my page and also uh, my account on Facebook, Sirisotinani, T S H E D I S O. That's how you write my name. Or maybe to call us on 064-0921-644-064-0921-644. And then we can give you value-added uh, quotations there with regards to... to um, our website is under construction. We're trying to add new features there. But when it comes back, it's www.teamsdynamicswithz.co.ca. Thank you, Tan. That was Sir Sotinani of Team Dynamics. Uh... We will be back in the next hour, not next hour, in the in, in the next five minutes, beginning of the mm -hmm. next hour. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. We'll be out.